what's involved this Monday evening. And uh, my special guest in studio tonight is uh, not only a radio broadcaster, uh, he's not only an author and a public speaker, he's also an entertainer and, dare I say, musician. He's just done it all. And uh, we actually said just before we came on air, I said to him, I can't believe I haven't had you on the show. But uh, now you are here. Welcome, Robin Pullen. Yeah, thank you. And uh, good to be here and fix that, remedy that. Yeah, it's, a, it's about time. I think it's one of those, uh, we, we needed to do this. It was, it was way, way time to do this. So... Um, I've mentioned a lot of things that you've done and you, you definitely do seem to have done uh, quite a bit in your life. It's uh, very interesting and we're going to get there. Um, so I'd like you to cover it. But tell us a little bit about Robin. and Because uh, you, you had, as I recall reading, uh, quite a traumatic uh, incident quite early in your life. Um, with you, it involved your cough and just about cutting your whole leg off. So t- let's start oh, right wow. at the very beginning and then move our way forward. Great. A trundle down memory <laughs> lane. There you go. Um, so, yeah, when I was in school... Um, I'm, I'm quite sporty. I'm not really athletic at the moment. But when I was in school, I loved sailing. So we used to go out to the Harapiersport Dam area. And I was at a, a naval cadet base. I was involved in naval cadets, TS Devonport. And, um, yeah, the short story is one day I was uh, taking a, uh, a, I don't know what it's really called, um, the scuttle boat. The, you know the yeah. big boats that the lifeguards use? Mm-hmm. Those big wooden things. Yes, like, yes, you, yes. You can picture like four men in there, but it probably takes about 18 kids to move this thing like yes. every meter. And uh, we were moving one of these boats from the boat shed down the f- slope into the waters to, get, to do some training. And one of the parents had given us a, a really cool boat trailer to make this exercise super easy. So Instead of 18 kids, it just needs two of us. And my my friend's brother was pushing from behind. I was pulling in front. And if you can imagine with me this boat trailer with a little, like a T uh, handle in front, mm-hmm. just a little trolley type of thing. And uh, yeah, what happened is he, the guy at the back got a little bit excited and pushed so hard that we lost control. And um, in an effort to get myself out of the way, I swung that handle to the left and I jumped to the right and I misjudged the arc of this boat on the trailer trundling down towards me and it knocked me off my feet and slammed my leg up against a metal bench on the foreshore and I won't go into more graphic detail for the listeners and I saw the inside of my bone in my leg and that put me on crutches for like eight months. And they then said to you at that stage, oh, well, forget about the sporting side of it. Uh, oh, you're yeah. probably not going to be able to walk, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, my favorite story is um, a couple of years later, like four or five years later, playing streetball, basketball yeah. on the courts at University of Pretoria and um, just having a really good, like just some dirty fun out on the court. And I slipped and, and I stumbled and I, and I fell off court and I bumped into this guy. And as I turned around, I looked up and there's my physiotherapist yeah. of, back of, you know, at school days. And he looked down at me and he was like, had this confuzzled look, you know, like this blank look on his face because he was looking at a man playing basketball who he had told a couple of years before that, sorry, dude, you're not going to run again. You've lost the, the movement yeah. of your foot and your leg and you're going to have to, you know, you're going to learn to walk again and you're going to learn to run, but you'll never be as active as you were. And here I was in front of him doing just that. Do you think this is when your, your sort of passion for, for self-development, pushing the boundaries, human potential, do you think that's where it started? I, no, I can't, I can't say that. I think that's, you know, someone in our line of work, that's inbred. That's like gene stuff, the, a, a, a built-in 
and knowing that you could do more or could do better or if you see someone struggling you see someone um just not being their full potential a a a built-in like a a, a knowing that you could help somebody just be more than who they think they are Mm -hmm. but it definitely did help that experience did help um my my journey into what I do today happened much later in my life, um, okay. but, but it wasn't a part of that. I think I think personal development is, you know, some people are, can I say, switched on or conscious to it, and some people are not. Okay. So then you, you said, you mentioned now University of Pretoria. Yes. Um, you were instrumental in starting off, if I understand it correctly, Tux FM? Oh, I wouldn't say I was instrumental, well, but I was definitely an instrument. part of Myself it. Myself and a guy, Rolf, I wonder if he's, I don't even know where he is in the world. We, we, we were on Tux FM when it was still telco, telephone lines from, yeah. from the, the uh, Tux, Tux Radio Tux House. Um, and uh, we, going to the hostels and the campuses, and we were, we were part of that group of guys that literally unsoldered the wires from the telephone system, from the um, dispatch system, onto the new FM broadcast desk. And we installed that very first desk. We, we were there when we went from landline to FM. It was a really, really exciting time. Tux went on to do some big, big things, uh, especially in community radio space. I mean, Absolutely. they really, uh, and they produced some great broadcasters. Yeah, I mean, uh, four or five of our leading, our country's leading uh, celebrities in you know, both TV and radio spend time, like, like Rion, I know Rion and uh, Robert Kreisenser, um, I know a couple of guys that... Yeah. that, that well, I mean, in the, in the case with. of Rion, they even let the average presenters go through, so that's good. Yeah, moving swiftly along. <laughs> he's a great guy, he's done well for himself, hasn't very he? Much so, very much so. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know, sometimes I, when I listen to my shake man, go, dude, I don't know if I could get away with that, but clearly you can. Um, so you were involved in radio, but then you've done like so many other things. I tell you what, when we come back, I'd like to hear about some of the other things as well because uh, Superb. anybody who's led a full life, I think Robin certainly has done that. It is Mix 93.8. Uh, the show is What's Involved this Monday night. The show is What's Involved. My guest in studio with me tonight, uh, the multi-talented, uh, multifaceted Robin Pullen. Uh, Great to talk to you, Robin. Just how would you, before we continue with the story, how would you, what would you classify yourself as these days? Because we say multifaceted and multi-talented. What, what do you, are you a speaker? Are you a trainer? What are you? I'm an activator. I help people who are stuck get activated. And I do that for personal, professional and business growth. Okay. So yes, I speak, coach and train. Yeah. I am a professional speaker, I'm a master trainer, I'm an executive coach. The scientists would call me a behavioral management expert, Okay, but, but I see myself as I'm an activator. But I mean, you've also, you've also been in productions and plays and you've yeah. written, I mean... Oh, you're taking me down memory lane today. So <laughs> yeah, um, I, my previous company name was called Pumalo Africa. Pumalo means it is from, so it is yeah. from Africa. And we did industrial theater as behavior management uh, f- and facilitation, like interventions for uh, small companies. You might know them, Goldfields, Anglo-America, that oh, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, a couple of the smaller corporates. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was really exciting times. And we, we basically, we stepped in when international uh, interventions or multinational interventions were bringing 
bringing culture change, culture shift to to the organization, and they needed to cascade that message down into the front line. So we would take, we would write shows, and, and that's I'm a playwright as well, so I've written 13 uh, theater productions and trained up a bunch of guys. We had teams that ran around the countryside, uh, most across, across most of Southern Africa, even Madagascar, even did a show in, in Malagasy, French, and Mandarin. We learned those languages, we learned the script in those three wow. languages to pull that off. And that is really, um, it's the power of storytelling to, to help a community, a group of people understand what's the value this organization aspires to and then what does that look like in practice. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, making it a level playing field so that I often say, you know, whether I'm talking to the CEO or any O that I see, uh-huh. <laughs> that, that they have the same practical, real workplace understanding. Oh, it's a fascinating stuff. And I mean, you've you've sort of built the company up. You've changed the company. Um, you made you made your first million in turnover um, when people said it wasn't possible. Yeah, we we were told like now this theatre thing and the way that we wanted to do it just wasn't feasible. It wouldn't really work. Um, but we yeah we built a three D a full high definition vid- audio visual theatre uh, on in mining sites on training sites. We took. Uh, multiple language, so not just English Afrikaans or English Zulu. We did three, four, five languages in one show, swapping around with characters. Uh, I took people from the streets in Carltonville and Valcom and Johannesburg and taught them to become actors and facilitators. Uh, and we ran hundreds of, of interventions of between 10 people and 100 people in a, in a, uh, in a show. Oh, really why did you stop? The industry changed. Uh, yeah. the, the, indi- the mining mining industry in South Africa is volatile, and uh, we went through two big slumps or big changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just to be honest, I got to a place where I had a whole bunch of staff, and I had to ask myself, uh, what am I on about? What am I interested in? And um, I just wasn't keen to be a human resources babysitter anymore. I'd, I'd, I ended ended up spending more time managing my own business than being in front of people and unlocking change and inspiring lives. And that's what, that's what sort of floats your boat. That's what Absolutely. makes you get out of bed in the morning. Absolutely. Uh, you know, to trundle down the memory lane again a bit more, uh, a number of years ago I was running a hotel in East London, mm-hmm. uh, the Regent Hotel on the foreshore, and I found myself, uh, from there I went to a boutique guest house, Stratford's guest house, designed by Al Stratford. He's an uh, award-winning architect. And I found myself in a room having laid out the tables for these international and Johannesburg trains and speakers to come and do their thing for a day. And so often, like, you know, three out of four, or is that four out of three trainers would come and they are useless. They, I mean, they're, they're good, but they're boring. And, and anyway, the short story is I found myself on the one side of the table saying, I want to get in the other side of that table. I want to stop laying tables and I want to be in the guy in the front of the room because I believe I can do, on a bad day, I could do as good as any one of these people that we see come in and out of these conference rooms. Mm. And at least I know I could inspire people to do something and become someone. Because it seems as though we went through a phase and I don't know if the phase is still happening, but then it was South Africans are not good enough international speakers and I've got, and I can reel off names now and, probably won't do myself any favors um and and everybody was going after that and i'm like you're spending your money to people who don't even live in this country what are you doing and then uh, suddenly it became like the thing in this country to be a professional speaker and everybody and their dog was doing it and um i was i was on the on the event side of, of that industry for a while 
And I also got to see some of these speakers charging huge amounts of money. And, you know, once you'd finished clapping hands and standing on your chair, et cetera, et cetera, um, and everybody packed up after their 45 minutes and went home, I was like, what value did you yeah. actually get out of that? I know how much money you've just paid this person. And yet Monday morning, everybody's going to go to work and do exactly the same thing. Did you feel that way? And did you feel, listen, I can actually bring value? Absolutely. And I think that's why I ended up as national president of the Professional Speakers Association of Southern Africa for a year and spent five years investing my energy and time into the association because of that aspect of the industry, of our profession. Um, I'm no longer involved. I'm no longer a part of that uh, for certain reasons. But the, the essence is people like us, people who do what I do, we're not transactional. We're not here to just deliver a talk. Well, I don't believe we are. Mm. I believe we have a gift. We have a set of talents. We do the work to produce a good product and we are transformational. Our, our journey, my mission is to help people learn something, see something, find an insight that they did not have when they arrived and then be a guide and a support so they can do the transformational work. And that transformational work changes people's lives at work and at home. And when they come back to work the next day, it shouldn't be, oh, that was an exciting event, uh, a.k.a. team build with mm. a, a beer bottle and a canoe down a river, yeah. uh, which I've done in our early days. I was a team builder as well, just to add to those many facets. But <sighs> it's about people's lives changing sustainably. And, and that is such a huge thing. It's, it's massively important for me as well. Um, and uh, I do I do. A, a, bit of this the speaking and training thing myself i work with uh, the sales institute and that's one of our mottos is is like make change stick yeah you know and and how do you do that because i can go and rah rah the life out of a place and it's like it's like eating candy i mean you get a great sugar rush you feel fantastic but afterwards you kind of oh, now what yeah so so this is what you do so so why do you do it is it is it why <laughs> what I want to know what your why is. <laughs> what else must I do? Um, I've done this so long now, I don't know what else to do. I, I absolutely love what I do. I love seeing the lights come on, if I can say that. Yeah. You see someone wrestling through something in their mind and their heart, and then they get that aha moment, and they maybe they've heard it before, but they've never heard it this way, or a an insight, a philosophy, a practice, a perspective is so good that it's worth repeating and someone gets it for the first time and in that moment they're able to make the internal shift required to become who I believe they possibly can. And I believe that most of us, there's more in us than we realize and we are more powerful than we can believe. And I would agree with you 100%. And, and we see this time and time again. I mean, the human potential is, is truly staggering. When you see what people are able to achieve and what they can do. And if you can play some small part in that transformation, man, it feels good. And don't tell anybody, I don't know about you, but for, for that kind of an experience, I would do it for nothing. But, you know, I, just uh, don't, want, I admit, don't want anybody uh, to remember, know this. I remember sitting on the beach in, um, just outside Dar es Salaam in a beautiful resort. It was absolutely terrible, a Mediterranean resort. And just like, like looking at myself thinking, and I get paid to do this. Mm. I get paid to get put in an aeroplane and get put up in a resort and go and coach and train people and see their lives change and then sit on the edge of the water at the beach and see this beautiful tropical environment. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 
It is. You know, I mean, somebody has to do it, and I'm raising my hand. Yeah, might as well be you. Why not? <laughs> um, so, so, but you've done so many other bits and pieces. Most recently, um, you've written a book, and I want to chat a little bit about the book. Um, and if you are listening right now and you're interested in what Robin does and how he does it, it is what's involved. My guest in studio with me this evening, uh, Robin Pullen, and uh, he's an activator. I like that. I like the fact that you're an activator and you get people activated. So, um, somebody said now, hi, David and Robin. Robin, one of the best trainers and activators I've ever had the pleasure of working with. His technique is incredible and he really transforms when he teaches. Great interview. It comes from Connie, the cosmetic chef. What a lovely lady is Connie. Do you remember Connie? Yeah, she was a student. Yeah? Lovely. And she's got such a great vibe about it. And she's like, can make clever cosmetic-y things, which is really cool. Uh, the com is where uh, Connie currently resides when she's not out and about teaching you how to bake your own cosmetics. Uh, somebody else says, and let's get the questions out of the way. Robin, what are the key things that separate all the average speakers from the good ones. What would you say separates an average speaker from a good one? So no, that's it's a, not the price. Um, not actually, necessarily actually, the price. pricing is a big part of that. So really? Yeah, I, I do believe that because, number one, if you don't have confidence in yourself, you won't price yourself. Yeah. So the first biggest, the two questions people ask me when they, so I also, I, I teach people to speak and train yeah. and we have an academy that we, we help people become speakers and build a speaking business. And, and the two questions that people ask is, number one, can I be a speaker? Can I be a professional speaker? Like they need somebody to give them permission. And yes, I get it. There's organizations and there's institutions and there's people who need some uh, body of credibility. I just don't know who gave that body the initial credibility. Yeah, that's the old question. You know, who's watching the watches? Yeah, and, and my answer to them, and this is going to be a controversial one, but my answer is you can be a professional speaker when you decide to. The question is, what does professional look like? The second question is, well, how much should I charge? Well, my, my real question in, in is why is the charging such an issue? And I know this for myself. I go through this my own, my own, in my own business. What am I worth? What, what fee can I place to the value that I contribute in an intervention or at a conference or a, a workshop or even as a coach, as a trainer, as a speaker? So the, the real issue there is, is pricing and um, uh, uh, credibility, self-credibility. But let's get back to the question. The question actually mm. has some fundamental or can I say practical issues. One, one thing that separates average from, uh, did they say professional? Let's just say expert. Let's say so what are the things that separate the average speakers from the good ones? From the good ones. Um, Storycraft. The very first one that comes to me is a, a good speaker can tell a good story. Not just ramble off a bunch of facts, and one of the things that that um, uh, is evident to us is, you know, when if I look across a room, how long before the first people nod off or they're back on their devices, they're on their computer, on their phones, they're getting mm -hmm. distracted. Now that's not when, like in my interventions, I'll encourage people to take notes and I'll 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 bring in interactions so the device is there. I'm talking about the guys who people who speak and and within five minutes of that presentation you're already saying to yourself, Oh, how long will this take before it's over? Also to have to be in my opinion, yes. to be a speaker, you need to have something to say. And, and this, I think, is vitally important because I've seen speakers who've got absolutely nothing to say and they've been saying it for the last, I don't know how many years. And that 
irritates me. And, and when you talk about price, I do I take issue with you there because I've seen people charging a load of money. Yeah. Okay. And literally, you would have had your money been better spent building a bonfire with that self-same money. Because it is. It's death by PowerPoint. They claim that it's not death by PowerPoint. I've watched it. It's death by PowerPoint. So then I would ask you, if someone does have that speaker fee, a 30, a 40, a 60, a 90,000 rand speaker fee, let's go to their track record and let's hear from people who have invested in that person and say, well, what's happened? Show, mm. show us the result. So I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid of putting a fee on, but I will say it must be um, anchored with the result. I think and value, value-based. Ex- but what values, it's not a brand. What value do you bring? What do I unlock as a speaker? What value do I unlock in your life, in your business, in your organization? That's the key. I like that one. I like that answer. The second okay. thing, you, you, you raised a good point. So uh, like somebody takes 45 minutes to tell a story and they've been speaking for 40 minutes and they've said nothing. Mm. They've just downloaded, they've, they've vomited a whole page of words. So Storycraft is not just the articulation of a story, but it's also building that story so it takes the audience on a journey and you change, you, you, you change up a, a workshop or a conference, or a 45 minutes, 90 minutes moment into an experience. Mm. And if you can create an experience for audience that is not just a, uh, academic, intellectual, but emotional as well, then then you can start to unlock real shift and real change. And actually that steps into the core essence of why I wrote the book, understanding why people change and why people can't. And I am probably one of the biggest proponents of storytelling. The second thing of a professional... Thank you for that thing. while I was choking. Well, well stepped in. Carry on. Go. <laughs> Radio history coming out. The second thing, so storycraft is the one thing. The other thing is stagecraft. Mm. Is someone who can competently and professionally hold themselves on a stage, whether it's a three-foot stage or a 30-foot. The biggest stage I've been in South Africa was Minolta Loftus. The biggest in America was uh, the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, in, in San Antonio, Texas. 82,000 seats indoor air-conditioned arena um, and then I've been in front of hundreds of crowds in, under a tree across southern Africa east central Africa across the continent but can you carry your message over in your physio- physiology in your physical mm. presence can you can you demand the attention of the people watching you and does your story a well-crafted story come alive with your stagecraft when you get those two things right storycraft and stagecraft i think you already are above average well listen i had i had the pleasure of um of spending the last uh, thursday and friday with a company called the open learning group and uh, with them, they, we were chatting to their salespeople. So in order to, to, to illustrate the way I believe doing things, I walked in there and I sort of did the arrogant thing. I rattled off a bunch of facts and figures. I told them that I was a master NLP practitioner, Ericksonian hypnotherapist, conversant, blah, 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 and I gave them numbers and letters like this. And afterwards I said, so what do you think? And they were all trying to be very polite. They were like, yeah, I thought, no, you guys. I said, but allow me to change this around and tell you a story. And I guarantee I'm a huge proponent of stories because it goes back to that primal part of us. Mm -hmm. And you connect with people with stories and you unlock with stories. So... Big ups to you for doing that. Listen, the questions are coming in here thick and fast. We're getting, and I need to talk about that. And I need to still get on to the giveaway. Uh, somebody goes, uh, 
Um, oh, somebody's apologizing because they realize I'm not Jono. Yes, no, I'm definitely not Jono. I'm the tall, good-looking one. Uh, somebody else says, <laughs> Marcia says, uh, I want to be an activator, but I don't know how to activate myself. Marcia, stay listening. We got a great book for you. And maybe you'll win a, win a video course. Uh, hi, David. I won't be able to hear responses. I've gone into a meeting for a change. Uh, will you please let me have Robin's kind of yeah? Okay. All right. Hmm. Okay. So there we go. Somebody wants your contact details, which I'm now going to give. No problem. You see, this is the thing about having a family here at Mix FM, is they just tell me to do things, <laughs> and I do it for them. How sweet am I? Anyway, so uh, that catches up to that. Let's just check if we've got anything else over here. No, it seems to it seems to be there. So good speakers, but I mean. I think you need to do more than just speak. Um, obviously, I need, and I, I would think that that as a speaker, you need to be able to walk your talk, and then offer something else. and And I noticed for a while, companies at conferences, big uh, big companies, uh, were saying, "Bring the speaker in, rah rah, forty five minutes PowerPoint presentation, bye." Um, and I'm. Um, there was like no follow-up. It's all good and well to come there and share your story, but what are you going to do as a follow-up? And this is something that I've always been concerned with, and I generally tell my clients, listen, it's not a hit and run, okay? Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. We don't do right here. Um, how have you found that? So as you speak, what comes to my mind is what really is a brand. And I think one of the, the most powerful um, definitions I have heard, I can't remember who told it to me, is your brand is the sentiment you leave when you've left the room. What do people say about you? What do people mm. remember about you? Mm. So before you get to the follow-up, which I try to do, I'm human, and, and I've, I let go of my big team, so I do a lot of my own stuff. I like it that way. I follow Brennan Bouchard, and he, you know, for the first 15, 20 years of his business, he did everything really himself. I'm, I'm a hands-on kind of guy like you. Mm. The, the thing is, when I leave the room, the first thing is, what do people remember? Um, am I that good? In, am I good enough that they remember the story? Do they remember the words? Do they remember the, the the pictures and the frameworks and all of that? And then I think, and again, it's just slipped my mind. I forget who says it, but the real truth is this: that people don't remember what you say; they remember how you make them feel. Yeah. And that's what's important about speaking, whether it's speaking, coaching, or training, whichever modality. That's why I, I when people ask me what I do, well, I activate. To do that, I use the modality of a speaker or a coach or a trainer, and, and I can do that online, in the room. I mean, I've got clients all around the world. But really what we do is we're helping people become awake, giving them an experience that they can encounter so that they they touch their soul again. Mm. And they're, as, as they awake and they like become conscious again with the right language, with the right insights, with helpful formulas or tactics and tools, then they can be empowered to make the step changes that they need to, to answer Mersh's question, to become self-activated. Do you still do one-on-one -on -one coaching with people, whether it be yes, via the internet? Because I must tell you that that's the way I'm leaning at the moment is, is either one-on-one -on -one group coaching or one-on-one -on -one or group coaching via the internet. I think it's just a way better way and it makes it, to my way of thinking of the business model, more affordable. Welcome to 2019. Yeah. Location, geography is no longer an obstacle. Mm -hmm. We can do what we do 
everywhere in the world if we're willing to become comfortable on different platforms. Yeah. And that's another thing that makes that separates the good from the great, or can I say professional? You need to learn your tools of your trade. You need to get you know it's it's about the value that you can unlock and using whatever platform or tool or technology you can find to get that result for your customer and your audience. See, you're fortunate in that you have this whole theatre background. So I don't think you would have such an issue because, I mean, you've got a, a wonderful uh, cell phone that's going now, recording. It's got the, the selfie stick. It's brilliantly mounted. You've got your, your media recorder going as well. I'm good with everything except the moment you stick a camera in my face. I turn into a blithering idiot. I really do. I'm really bad at that. Cause, and I'll look at it and I'll go... Uh, I don't know if you I don't know if you noticed. I made very and, sure and today that you guys did not point that camera anywhere near me. The interesting thing about what I hear you say now is that's the essence of the book. Why is it in a certain situation you you power you you there you show up you produce you get results and you, something changes in that context and you like it. It, it takes you out. You mm. allow an issue to wipe you out. Absolutely. And without getting the cat out of the bag, that's the heart of the book. So I, what you're saying is I need to get hold of the book because I must tell you, I had Matt Brown in here yes. um, from the Matt Brown show um, a couple of weeks ago. And he came in with his film crew and they were setting up lights and cameras and everything. And I went, ah, ah, and I, went, I literally had to well, when we finished, look that away. Won't again. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to do the book. Okay, good. Um, Robin, before we move on to the book what is one thing about robin pullen that nobody else knows share one thing with us that'll bring us a little you know give us a little more insight into you i don't know i've told these stories to so many people around the world but let's say to your audience one thing that your audience except the two people that 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 know me that are listening in that that don't know about me is that um the first time i got stoned was at school at high school in school time Really? Really. No, that's not what you think. I was about to say, were people actually throwing things at you? Actually, yes. People really? Were, people were throwing stones at me when I was trying to get from one building to another. It's part of my resilience. It's part of the story. It's part of why I have the courage that I do. And you um, went to a very good school. I went this to a proper school. And, and I had a proper horrible time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I love to share that story in my coaching and my training. Um, you know, just to tell people, you know what, I'm just like you. I'm a real person who's got real pain with real stories. Um, the brand may look amazing and the this, this stuff, I've worked hard. I've been doing this for a number of years. I don't make this up as I go. I have, I've trained 108,000 plus people yeah. around the continents. And, and I'm, I'm not quite there yet. I think I've got about another 90 odd thousand to go, <laughs> but we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> I don't have the radio reach, so you're doing well. But it, it, it is passion. And the one thing I like about having somebody like you on the show is, and I am a cynic, and I do test the waters, and I'm very honest about what I find and what I experience. And I like the fact that you you, you live your brand. You walk and talk it, and you, you're authentic. You can see that, and I can see that you're passionate about it. So the book, I mean, get activated. What better way to describe a book? So tell me about the book, and why did you decide to do this? So I decided to, to capture my science, my experience, the, 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 the core insights that I'm on about for, uh, uh, let's say, three reasons. The, the first is for my kids. 
um, I have four kids and I want to be able to leave a legacy. So one day in a hundred years from now, well, not quite that, but, um, you know, later down the line, I'd, I'd love my, my kids to be able to go, oh, that's what dad was on about. Uh-huh. Um, and, and so capturing the, the real heart of what I'm most passionate about in a work of literature made a lot of sense to me. Uh, the second reason is to there's a couple of people that, in our family and, and close circle that, that really struggle with things in their lives, uh, sometimes circumstantial, uh, environmental, but a lot of it is self-inflicted. I just feel that they are stuck uh, in their head, in their heart, in their physical body, just really stuck. And it, and it pains me to watch these people live these lives knowing that I know something that could unlock that and change it, mm-hmm. but I haven't found the means or the way to do that for them and I can't force it on anyone. So the idea then is um, perhaps they might read the book and and something in those pages might jump out at them at the right place at the right time and they'll get that insight that helps them make that little step change which could change everything. Can I tell you, I've uh, there's two things. Number one, uh, my dad on his deathbed looked at me and he grabbed my hand and he said to me, son, please promise me one thing. Promise me that you won't do what I've done and live a life of quiet desperation. And that, yeah. that to me is, I also, I find that incredibly painful when I see people going through that. The other thing is when you talk about those little things that spark you off, um, 30, 30 odd years ago, I first listened to a cassette tape of Ogmandino's yes. The Greatest Salesman in the World. I've still got the little book. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And now, in fact, I finished listening to it in the car on the way in tonight. I've been listening to the audiobook version, and suddenly it's been like, oh, okay, yeah, all right, I get that, I understand it. So the right time, the right place, and, and that's what you're hoping for, is to get that 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 little something. And I've got to be honest, I've read an excerpt of the book, haven't read it, haven't managed to get my hot little hands on it yet, but I want to after tonight. Um, so we're going to be giving away three access to three people to the video course of the book correct that is brilliant okay so you can do it online yeah so so the audio book will come out I haven't yeah. finished recording that yet but it will come out but a lot of people are asking for can i say the 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 reduced version yeah so they are in the in the heart of the book the book books like a hamburger there's a, a bun on the one side and a bun at the bottom the one side is all the science the biology uh, you know just the stuff that people when you talk about this stuff the, 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 that people want to negate and, and just dilute and uh, yeah. ignore that. But by ignoring those things, you, you don't know enough or you don't remember enough to take the heart of this stuff uh, uh, for what it is. Mm. And then the bottom bun is like, okay, now that you activate it, that's like, now what do I do? How do I, how do I put this into action? So he, there's, a, there's a bunch of tactics and tools to help the, the reader make it practical and sustainable. But the heart of the book is about five steps, and I'm going to unpack those five steps in a video course. So there'll be maybe six or seven videos, an intro, and then each step so that uh, someone who's read the book can get access to that, and I'm going to give access to three listeners to that um, so that they can, whether they've read the book or not, obviously with reading the book you'll get the entire story, but you'll be able to take those five steps and make it your own and start to live an activated life as soon as tomorrow. Absolutely brilliant. So the quick question is, uh, if you'd like to uh, win 
We're going to make this a WhatsApp and an SMS entry. If you'd like to win one of those three places, uh, I asked Robin what was one thing uh, that nobody knows about him. If you can tell me what it is, please uh, tell me what it is. I need your name as well, okay? Your name as well, please. And what the one thing is that Robin hasn't told many people, uh, you can SMS us. 41348 SMS is charge at 1,050. Otherwise, WhatsApp us. 0848220938. I will read out the winners. And uh, then uh, Robin will be in contact with you. The book's name, by the way, is Get Activated. Uh, it's available in all good bookstores, or is it only online at the at, moment? At the moment on Amazon. On Amazon. Amazon.com, just search for Robin Pullen and Get Activated. So on Amazon, you can download it. I must tell you. Paperback and ebook. Okay, the day that I get to meet Jeff Bezos, him and I are going to have a talk because Amazon is an evil, evil place. I mean, what person in their right mind gives you books and then gives you one-click purchasing and says, you can just buy it, just click right here. <laughs> I am horrible. I'm a, I love reading. I'm horrible on Amazon. We're going to be saying cheers to Robin. Uh, we'll come back. Um, let's do that. When we come back, uh, I'll tell you who the winners are and we'll say cheers to Robin as well. Well, good news, Robin. You broke the WhatsApp plan. In fact, you just <laughs> crashed it. Horribly. They, they, the WhatsApps are coming in. I managed to get three, though. Okay, so uh, I'll let you know who those three are. Uh, it looks like... Uh, yeah, okay, well, I'll tell you what. Um, I'm hoping that uh, we're going to be able to reset this whole thing. So let's see what, what happens there. The book is called Get Activated. Um, part of the book is it's what the bit that I read that I really liked. It's about in your body, getting in your body, feeling stuff in your body, where you keep tension. I, I, are you a big uh, proponent of that mind-body connection? Absolutely. That's the real in one minute. That's the change is, is to understand that you are head heart and physical body and learning how to connect those three and the science in the book the i call it the h3 model the head sense heart sense and hand sense teaches you how to do that and when you can try activate or get the 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 trifactor in play in any given moment you can take back control of that situation and get activated cool okay so i'm gonna have to take some some uh some uh, goodies here. So Ian is the one person. So Ian, well done. Uh, who else? Tracy, you got it right. And who else are we going to get our randomizer to talk to? Uh, Debbie. Debbie, 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 Debbie. Well done, Debbie. So Debbie, uh, who else do we say? Debbie, Tracy. And Ian. And Ian. Debbie, Tracy, and Ian, you are all winners. Robin will be in touch with you to give you those things. I've got your uh, cell phone details, so I'll pass them on to Robin. Well done and congratulations. Robin, it was fantastic, and I was not long enough. Absolutely. Uh, we're, we're going to have to get you back. I think so. I think so. We're going to have to find some other things to talk about. I need to delve deeper into that uh, very, very busy life that you have led. Uh, unfortunately, tonight, as we go into the second hour, uh, as you know, last week we had some problems with Studio B and et cetera, et cetera. I was hoping to this week talk to uh, our internet marketing specialist, Andy Brocklehurst. That's not going to happen. So I'm going to leave you in the company of some very, very good uh, music, uh, we're still going to be chatting next Monday, I believe. Uh, there's a new bank. 
Uh, we're going to be chatting to the CEO of the new bank that's uh, just uh, recently been launched. We'll have a chat to him. Uh, there's going to be a live crossing uh, next week as well uh, with the station. Uh, they're going to be at uh, an awards event, so they're going to be doing that. And then, well, I'll keep you updated as you're doing it. If you missed anything tonight, if you'd like to know anything, please. Robin, anybody want to get in touch with you? What's the best way to do it? If they want to ask you a question, follow up, anything like that. RobinPullen.com. Yep. Or on Facebook, Robin Pullen Speaker, or get at Get Activated. At Get Activated. But uh, Robin Pullen, R-O-B-I-N-P-U-L-L-E-N.com. Uh, you are very, very on top of your emails, etc., etc. So you will get back to the guys. And you can forward slash Get Activated Book, G-A-B. So RobinPullen.com forward slash G-A-B. And you can find out more there. Uh, I'd love to hear back from you, Robin, see what kind of response you got. Uh, we would like to have you back on the show. If you'd like to get hold of me, if you've got any guests that you'd like to recommend, anybody you'd like to hear on the show, uh, quite simply, David at whatsinvolved.co.za. That's W-A-T-T-S-I-N-V-O-L-V-E-D.co.za. And uh, if you missed anything tonight, the podcast should be up on that same site in the next couple of days. Until then, you have yourselves a wonderful evening. And uh, before I go, one more thing. Uh, Robin, thank you very much. And uh, to each and every one of you, thanks for listening.